Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, here are the co-authors of The Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Aaron Street. And I'm Stephanie Everett, and this is episode 333 of The Lawyer's Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. In today's episode, I'm talking with lab coach and lawyer's team member, Kelly Street, about the mindset you need to level up your law firm. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rocket Matter, Postali, Rankings.io, and Text Expander. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support, so stay tuned and we'll tell you more about them later on. So Aaron, this week we're talking about the small firm scorecard, which is a tool we launched a couple of years ago to help lawyers really understand where they are with their business and maybe where some of the opportunities exist for improvement. Yeah, we built it, I think, three years ago now um, as a self-assessment that lawyers can take in just five or 10 minutes. It's a free tool on our website. Um, And the idea is that it will give you a benchmark for what areas your firm needs your attention to make it healthier. Yeah. And so a lot of people take the the assessment, they score themselves very low. So they do get a letter grade at the end. And a lot of people might are a little surprised when they don't get a score that they're used to getting when they take tests. And they kind of come to us freaked out. And so I don't know, what do you say to those folks? And, and how should they be thinking about this tool? What do you say to those folks when they come to you? They come to you more often than they come to me. I know, but it just worked for me to ask you. Um, I tell them, right, first of all, don't freak out. Like this is an assessment. It's just a tool designed to help you understand maybe how you're evaluating your business. And so um, your scores can change over time in part based on how you feel about a certain part of your business. So, you know, and I guess we should say that we take this f- for our business each quarter. And so you'll see things change. Like one quarter, you might feel really confident about the marketing work you're doing and less confident about your team. Maybe you have some hiring issues going on and then you'll take it again the next quarter and you might see a complete flip-flop where you've now said, wow, I feel like our team's really strong, but our marketing could use more work. So I think it's really just a snapshot in time of how you feel and the confidence you feel about your business. Yeah, I think the other thing I would add is the whole reason we've built it and the reason Lawyerist Lab is so successful and impactful and really the whole reason that Lawyerist exists in the first place is that law school does not teach you how to be a successful and healthy entrepreneur. Um, And so there is no reason you would naturally go to law school, open a firm, and all of a sudden understand hiring and strategy and vision building and operations and project management and finance. Um, Those aren't things they teach in law school. Yeah, the list goes on and on, right? And and for a lot of us, a lot of lawyers come to us and they really don't even know where to start. And I think that's the other thing this tool is really helpful for is it gives you a, a good overview of all the different parts of your business and so that you can just even see, like you don't even know maybe that you had weaknesses in certain areas because you've just never taken the time to, to sit down and think about it in that way. And so it's a really good starting point just to get a feel for what's going on in your business. And then from there, we can use it to map out where you should focus next and what your next step should be. 
And as I understand it, you are addressing the small firm scorecard in our small firm roadmap book club right now this summer? Yes. So if you haven't taken the scorecard yet, or maybe if you haven't taken it yet this quarter, now's a great time to, you know, go to our website, take it, see how you do, and then join us in the discussion in our insider Facebook group. And, and let's ha- let's dive in, dive into your results and, and I'll help you, you know, analyze it and see where you go from there. Excellent. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, Kelly. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I know. Me too. Tell me something good. Vaccinations. <laughs> Yay. Hey, me too. <laughs> I know. Like, honestly, that feels like I'm sure everyone's talking about it, but it feels like the most important thing that's happened to me probably, well, for sure, in like the last couple of years, right? Because it's life changing. Like I went to a restaurant and I was like, this is so strange. I'm in a restaurant and it's okay. Bask in the glow of your vaccinations, people. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's not what we're going to talk about today. No, today we thought we'd talk about, but some mindset stuff. So, I mean, it kind of is related in a weird, not direct way, but... (laughs) But what absolutely is, I know, but <laughs> but what mindset do you need when you're thinking of leveling up your firm? And so I guess we should probably start and make sure we all know what we I mean, what does it mean to level up your firm anyway? Yes, leveling up your firm could mean so many different things. This is the the first thing that we want to talk about is that leveling up is going to look different for everyone. It could be that you're adding more staff or that you want to add more staff or you need to. It could be that your brand and your overall firm needs a little bit more of a professional appearance. And so you need to level that up. It could just be that you are able to take a vacation. And so you're getting policies, processes in place that allow you to take a day off and actually unplug. Could be that you're just kind of to to see all the things above that you're treating your business like it's a business. And then also, of course, financial staff growth, but these are not the only kinds of growth options. Yeah. No, I I love that discussion because sometimes people come to me and they almost feel like guilty because they're like, Hey, I don't know that I actually want to grow or I don't want to spend my whole day just managing more people because I don't think for whatever reason, right? It doesn't even matter what their reason is. And I'm like, great, then let's don't build a firm where you have to spend your whole day managing other people. That that doesn't have to be what's next for you. It could be any any of these things, but it is important that you're kind of clear on on what that is and what you want it to look like. So that you, which direction you want to go. But I think it's this idea of leveling up is like, what's it going to take for you to feel success and, and kind of get to that level of success that you want for you and your business? Yes. Yeah. And I think some of some of leveling up is also really this mindset or messages that we get told about ourselves that we end up believing and then we start reinforcing them with behaviors and so kind of getting out of those unhealthy mindsets and starting to learn and embrace the new healthier option yes i have like a whole story i'll tell you guys one day about fortune teller who put an idea in my head and it stayed with me for like 10 years until I realized that I was, I was playing that theme out 
with my own behaviors, but we don't have to get into that now. But I think there is some, I'm saying from personal experience, I know that when we start to tell these stories to ourselves, it plays out. And so one we hear often with lawyers is this idea of, I'm not good with numbers. I can't do finance or whatever, whatever BS that is. We just, we're business owners. So we need to just kind of kick that to the curb and get rid of it. Right. Yes. Yeah. You can't just ignore your law firm finances. You can't just ignore the numbers and hope that they'll get better. And of course, you can hire someone to help you deal with those things, but you still need to be aware. And as a business owner, you still have to know what's going on and keep your pulse on, keep the pulse of of all of the aspects of the business. Yeah. And, and what you bring up, I think it's important because there's a little bit of a distinction there between this idea of knowledge and knowing how to do something or knowing what something is versus mindset. And so it may be that you actually don't understand how to read a profit and loss statement. Well, that is knowledge that you can learn, like you can figure that out. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this overarching mindset that I'm incapable of understanding finances or they are difficult or they're hard. Like you can just acknowledge like I need to learn this thing and I need to ask questions. That's okay. But but staying in this this mental trap of I'm not good at something just because I don't know how to do it. That's what we want to get rid of. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for clarifying between those two different things, because I think some people are might be listening to this conversation and going, you know what, I'm never going to be my own law firm's accountant. I'm just not. It's not where my heart is. It's not what I want to be doing or how I want to be spending my time. But that knowledge and skill set is very different than the mindset of I want to be, I'm so invested in my firm and its growth and the business that I want to at least be aware of what's going on. And I can do that. I can handle the numbers. There you go. (laughs) No, it's, it's great. Yeah. By all means. It's like, it's like somebody came to me one time and they're like, oh, at Lawyerist, you guys think everybody, every lawyer needs to learn how to code. And I was like, no, we don't. I don't think that at all. Like that is actually not probably, probably not a good use of your time to necessarily go learn how to code things on your computer, but you should have an appreciation and understanding for how technology might help your business. And so I kind of see that, you know, you shouldn't be scared of technology. You should be wanting to embrace it and have the confidence that you can then hire the technicians to come in and do the thing. And I think the same is true with accounting, right? Like I don't need you to know how to code all your bookkeeping to the right chart of accounts. But as a business owner, you need to understand what a chart of an accounts is and why you might want to know about that and how it might impact your profit and loss statement. So we're kind of getting in the weeds there, but I hope you guys are starting to understand the difference because we did want to spend some time today really thinking through like, what does it mean to have this, this healthy mindset? And I guess from there, we kind of go into this idea of growth mindset, which is another term that people like to throw around. And so Kelly, when you hear growth mindset, like what comes up for you or how do you define that? Yeah. So growth mindset is really just, you believe that you have an ability to grow, change and learn. And this is versus a fixed mindset where you think, you know what, I was born with a lack of ability to do math, or I was born with a lack of people skills. And that's just who I am. So 
I'm, I've got to be stuck in that mindset. But if you have a growth mindset, you think, you know what, math might be more of a challenge for me, or finances might be more of a challenge for me, or I'm not as interested in them. But I can learn how to do the basic things I need to do in order to get by. And so, I mean, from a business standpoint, why, why is this so important if you're going to be a successful business leader that you embrace this idea of growth mindset? I mean, I, personal development and growth are, I think, just inherent to having a healthy and happy lifestyle. It's not just about your business. It's about that in order to take that next vacation or do whatever you might feel that you want to do next in life or have a hobby, have things outside of your work, you're going to need to have a growth mindset and think about how you can be bettering yourself, how you can be bettering your business and bettering your life. Yeah. I think I've read in High Performing Habits, Brendan Burchard talks about that if you look at high performing entrepreneurs and business owners, they tend to have outside hobbies that are that they're, they are in learning mode, right? Like they're learning how to play a, an instrument. They're learning something different because it taps into a different part of their brain. And, and I'm not sure if that's correlation or what, it, what are those terms? Causation. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I had a moment. I was like, oh, yep. but th- they, they definitely seem to be related somehow. And for me, what comes up is this idea of, I always feel like we should be pushing ourselves professionally and that we've never really quote, figured it all out. I think about like a typical lawyer journey. And maybe when you first get out of law school, your first year is spent, I mean, for me, it was spent literally figuring out who to mail what to when, which sounds so silly now, but that really was the biggest challenge of being a lawyer is figuring out certificates of service and all of that. But you're trying to hone your craft and how to take a deposition and how to be a good lawyer. But then as you move up in your career, suddenly you might be managing other people. And now you have to learn a whole new skill set that has nothing to do with taking a deposition, but has to do with how to manage a team. And then now as a business owner, maybe you're managing a, a larger team. Maybe you're now you have to think about financial forecasting, right? Like there's all these new skills and skill sets, things that you need to do to be competent in your job, to be successful in your job that you've maybe never had to do before. And so this idea that we're constantly learning how to take on these new tasks and improving them. I mean, that's really exciting for me. I don't know, but I I realize that not everyone approaches their life that way. Yeah. So, and again, to make this not just about thinking about revenue or growing that the people, the staff at your law firm. It's also about, think about new technology that's coming out. Think about advancements in human life in 2021 and beyond. Those are things that you're also going to need to be learning and and adapting to. And I just want to let everybody take a collective deep breath here. If you're getting freaked out about all the things that you need to start doing and, oh my gosh, I'm feeling behind. This is a years long process, decades long process, a growth mindset. And these things that we're talking about are not things that are happening overnight. They're years in the making and beyond. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's heard me talk about the 1% before, but that's a real huge theme of lab is like, we don't have to, we're not, we are not, by the way, going to come in and redo your entire business in like a week. That's just, it's never going to, I mean, it's not possible. I tell everyone like you can do 
anything, but you can't do everything, at least not at once. And so it's this idea of systematically improving by that 1%. If you can improve 1% each and every week, you're going to make big differences. Yes. All right. So we talked about the growth mindset and how essential that is. Let's move into the next thing. I think our next thing you need to level up your firm is you can make time to work on your business. These things are not going to happen in a vacuum. They're not just going to happen if you spend a couple of minutes a day. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe some small things will shift if you spend a couple minutes a day. But really, you are scheduling time and creating that space for yourself to work on your business. Yeah. One of the exercises we have people do in our lab community is we build out an accountability chart. And it's really not about reporting structures, like most people think organization chart, who reports to who. And we really don't care about that. It's more like who is accountable for which roles in your business. And for a lot of folks, especially solo small firm lawyers, your name goes into lots of the boxes on the chart because you're wearing lots of hats, right? Like you are the CEO and maybe you are the, in this case, CFO and COO and all all the different O's. And so, and that can be a very eye-opening experience to realize you're wearing so many hats. But where I was going with this is that we then ask people to actually think about how much time should you be spending on that particular role or function for your business? So does your, if you're the director of marketing for your law firm, which I know many of you are, what's a reasonable amount of time for you to spend in that role each week? If that's one of the jobs that you have to do, is that five hours a week or 10 hours a week? And sometimes lawyers have never sat down and thought about it this way. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, cause for a lot of us, it maybe it's only 30 minutes. And so then you realize maybe that's why your marketing isn't doing what you need it to do because you're not putting that, that much time and energy and resources into it. Yes, that is a great example. And I I saw this in a lawyer that I had a great talk with a couple of years ago about his marketing for his firm. And he is part lawyer and part director of marketing for the firm. They have multiple lawyers, but he spends 20 hours a week doing the marketing for the firm because that's what it requires. And that just blew my mind that they saw these things were important. And so they really carved out the role for it. And you can do that no matter what scale your law firm is. And so just really temporarily maybe adding a few hours a week to your schedule where you would typically punch out or get done with work at 4.30 Maybe you can go until five and just have that last half hour of your day be working on the business and not working on your client's business. Exactly. It's so, I know it's so hard. It feels so hard to do, but I promise everyone it's so important. And when you actually make that shift and you start doing it, it just unlocks so many pieces of of all the things we're talking about. So it's, it feels hard at first, but you just commit to doing it and then doing it. Yes. All right. And then I think another important mindset to have is that you're not looking for someone else to fix it for you. I think I run into this a lot with people where they say, okay, well, when I'm talking to them about potentially joining lab or whether lab would be a good fit for them, they say, okay, well, what are they going to, are the coaches going to tell me what to do? Cause I just need someone to tell me what to do. And I say, no, of course not. We can't tell you what to do for your business. It's your business. You need to be the one making the decision. 
I mean, that's a tough one, right? Because we're trying to help you learn new skills and make sure you can apply those skills to your business so that you can move the business in the direction you want to take it. And I know sometimes people just want that cookie cutter solution, like in a vacuum, they sit there and they think, just tell me what to do. Give me the steps. But then when we, when we talk it through, they realize, oh, if, if I just give you the steps that work for another firm, I mean, that firm may have nothing in common with your firm. They may not approach the clients the same way. And so I think it's sort of a recipe for disaster, which is why we kind of have to take another step and look beyond the easy answer and kind of go for the harder answer, which I know no one wants to hear, but trust us, it's, it, it is better in the end, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think just also putting your stamp on or getting your own personal buy-in into these decisions that are happening. Because if someone else gives you the answers, well, let me, let me talk about it like this. So I love to cook and I generally, generally will cook with a recipe, but I almost always add a little extra spice or a little something else or change out some ingredient. And it's because I know how I want something to taste, or I know what my spice preference level is. And so I customize it just a little bit to my own preferences or my family's preferences. And I think that's how we just thinking about lab and our program there. That's how we treat your law firm, where we have sort of the basic recipe and outline and the things that we talk about, but you need to put your own spices on it. And come with your own mindset like that we're going to start using that. I'm going to start talking about that. Yeah. Spice it up your way. Yeah. Like I just left cilantro yeah. out of a recipe because I mean, do you think it tastes like soap? I hate it. You probably like it. I don't think it tastes like soap. I like it. I'm fine with it. It's good. Yeah. No, not me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't need to add that stuffed in there. So I love it. So what about this other idea of surrounding yourself with other people? Where do you think what is that? What kind of mindset do we need when we talk about like the community we need to be in for our as, as a business owner? Yes, recognizing the value that others can bring to the conversation. So I know we've had this awesome community builder, Jason Gaynard, on the podcast before, and he's he's so great. And he has this really wonderful quote that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. I yes. love that because I think that tells me that if you are the only one who, or you feel like you're the only one who can add value or that nobody else can bring anything to the table, you should probably start checking in with some other groups and see where other people can add to the conversation. Yeah. You know what? I, I can't, I didn't have this planned at all, but when you were t telling that story, I thought about this scene and goodwill hunting when the friends realize like they're like oh like they realize you he'll benefit from matt damon's character would benefit from being around another group of people that's like more challenging and more at his level like they've done as much as they can for him and so then at that last day like they don't even show up and he has to leave i'm sure everyone's seen the movie so i'm not spoiling anything and it's obviously been a long time since i've seen it but it's this idea of like are, are we getting what we need from the groups that we have? And maybe the answer is yes, but then at some point you sort of outgrow that group. And so then you've got to go to another room and be around other people who are challenging you in new ways. Yes. And with our community, we find that there are some people 
who do hiring really well. And they just have this incredible process. Their team culture is so strong. And then other firms who they maybe don't have that great strong process and their hiring is not great. But they're really good at firm finances, and that's a strong suit of theirs. So they can teach other people in the community what they're doing, and then they can learn how to do hiring better. Yeah. One thing I'm so proud about about our community is that the lawyers in there really do get it, and they're, they leave their ego at the door, which is so easy to say. But I mean, I'm a lawyer, so I, I can just put this out there and say it. I've been in lots of rooms of lawyers in my life where it feels very competitive, right? Like, okay, we're trying to one-up each other. We're trying to show that we're the we're the coolest, we're the best, smartest, best lawyer in the room. And I love that we've kind of created this environment and you really see it when we're in person together at our LabCon conference where people don't feel the need to put that suit of armor on. Instead, we can just be ourselves. We can be vulnerable. We can admit that maybe we don't have finances figured out, but, but maybe we do have other parts figured out. And so I, I really love that concept and what we've built. But that said, I've, I've been thinking yeah. about this, Kelly, like you don't want to be the smartest person in the room, but is it enough to just be in a room of other like smart people? Like, could you be in the wrong room? I guess is my question. Yeah, absolutely. You could definitely be in the wrong room. Not every community, not every group is going to be the right group for you. And so it's about finding a group where you know you share the same values. You're all kind of trying to build a similar thing, not the same practice area, not the same structure of your business, but where your goals and for us at Lawyerist, it's that everyone's goal is to be a healthier, build a healthier law firm, a law firm that is focused on great client service and using technology to improve. So we need to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. But when we come back, let's talk about whether this mindset is going to be just enough to help folks level up. Support for today's episode comes from Rankings.io, a search engine optimization agency working exclusively for personal injury law firms. Simply put, Rankings.io helps personal injury law firms dominate first page rankings. You'll never have to chase them for an update or hunt them down for an answer. Your clients expect you to be accessible, and rankings will meet that standard for communication and transparency. You'll have a full team of SEO specialists fighting to put you at the top of the Google search results. Personal injury lawyer SEO is all they do, so all of their processes, playbooks, and people are completely focused on generating qualified cases for your firm. Best of all, you'll be one of an elite few. Delivering exceptional service and results requires focus, so Rankings.io carefully vets clients before accepting them. They're an ideal fit for growth-oriented personal injury law firms. To see if you're a fit, visit rankings.io forward slash lawyerist to get started. Support for today's broadcast comes from Text Expander. Work smarter, not harder, with Text Expander. Text Expander helps you work faster and smarter so you can focus your time on your most important work. With just a few keystrokes, Text Expander keeps you consistent, accurate, and working efficiently. Speed through emails, expand forms with fill-in-the-blank fields using a quick abbreviation. Use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Get your message right every time by expanding content that corrects your spelling and keeps your language consistent with a few keystrokes. 
show listeners get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Support for today's broadcast comes from Postali. Building the next powerhouse law firm takes hard work and an entrepreneurial spirit. But some skills escape even the savviest of attorneys. To reach new heights in your legal practice, you need a genuine marketing partner, one that tells you where you are now and where your firm could go. Postali works with law firms nationwide, and their trademarked marketing fiduciary services sets them apart from every other vendor that's cold calling or flooding your inbox. Whether it's informal guidance about things you can do today or a big-picture approach to law firm expansion, Postali is perfect for business-minded attorneys with an eye on the future. No matter where you are in your journey, Postali is the full-service, strategic marketing partner that grows with your firm. To learn more about the services Postali offers, visit postali.com forward slash lawyerist and reach out for a free consultation. All right, Kelly, so we're back. We've been talking about I mean, what it takes mindset-wise to level up your firm and get it to that next level, wherever it is you want it to go. And so I guess then the next logical question that comes up for me is, is just having the right mindset enough? Sometimes, maybe. And to get you from point A to point B, mindset may be enough. Maybe mindset plus reading small firm roadmap or reading some articles on lawyerist, maybe some of those things will get you from A to B. And if not, if you still feel like you're stuck or struggling or just not able to get out of some some sort of a mindset or trap that you're in, then lab might be there. Lab might be the solution. Yeah, I think, I mean, I love, and so one of the things that we haven't said at all yet on this podcast, but you and I are both in the business of talking to people who might be interested in lab to help them figure out, is this a good fit for them? And so we are talking to lawyers all day, every day about just that, where they are in their business, what they're trying to, where they're trying to get and maybe what's holding them back and then trying to help them answer, is lab going to be the thing that helps them? And in thinking of it in those terms, what one of the things that I find myself saying a lot to lawyers is you can learn the content, right? Like you can go read the podcast and read, you can read the book. I mean, I guess you can't read the podcast. You listen to that, but you guys get what I'm saying. But then you have to take those concepts and actually implement them and put them into practice. So maybe I would answer it like you have to have the right mindset. and, And if the right mindset means rolling up your sleeves and doing the work, then those two things kind of go hand in hand. And and so that's really what it's going to take to get your firm to the next level is is putting in the time to do the work. And I feel like that's where so many people struggle. Yeah. And I think also having the support of our community helps with that. It's the whole reason why we created Lab to be a community program, not just a one-to-one program. And it's so incredible. People ask me all the time on calls, like, well, what's your favorite part about lab? Or what do you think the best thing about lab is? And I always brighten up and smile because I think about our amazing community of labsters. And I, that's just what I come up with. I'm like, our, our community, it's so wonderful. You get on a group coaching call and you see how they give to one another and offer 
their experience up to the group to say, hey, here's what I learned. Here's what I did. This is what worked for us. And hey, maybe here's where we had some challenges or things that didn't work. And I think our job at Lawyerist is that we work really hard to create that open and collaborative community environment. And I think it shows time and time again when we get our group together. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I always think sometimes, 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 no offense to you guys, but sometimes I feel like like the mother of teenagers. Like if you ever tell, this has been my experience. If I tell a teenager something, it seems to kind of go in one ear and out the other. But if they say it to each other, they're like, oh my God, that's the best idea ever. Every once in a while, like I feel like that with our lobsters, like we we will teach them these concepts. We'll talk about these things and they're like, oh, okay. And then they hear it from each other. And, and I'll think to myself, I just said that. And they'll be like, that was the best idea ever, which I mean, which I love because I think that's, that's part of it is being able to hear these concepts so many times and get and under and getting them at the right moment in your in your journey and then understanding how that's really what how that's really going to apply to you and so like putting that into context for you and your firm from another labster can be so powerful and that's what community is really all about i mean it is that's it yeah it's like you're so, i love your example it's like you're the charlie brown teacher and in the comic strip and you're going want what want and all the labsters can hear is one another and so yeah i mean at the end of the day like i don't really it in case anybody was wondering i don't care if they get the ideas from me like it's i just i get excited when they tackle it and they figure it out and implement it and they achieve their firm so i i hope that didn't sound like i was trying to not get the credit for that like whatever However it works, I just want it to work. And I love when, and to me, when I hear other labsters saying things that I know I've told them in the past, I'm like, oh, yay, they got it. Like it, they internalized it and it's working. So it is certainly not about my ego. I just realized that could have come across really not the way I intended. So we've, we've kind of talked about lab a lot in passing, I feel like, on the podcast. And so in case anyone's wondering, it is our, it is our community where we offer, it's a paid program. But it offers people content, coaching, and community. And if people are interested in applying, for sure, it's pretty easy to do. If you go to our website, it you go to the lawyerist.com slash community slash lab. There you go. I'm like, <laughs> one of those should work. And then you have a chance to learn more and apply. And then I think one of the other missing pieces that I just want to touch on quickly is when they apply, they get on a call with you, Kelly. And so what happens on that call? Yes. So we call this call a or a Zoom meeting. I prefer to do them face-to-face over Zoom. We refer to them as a strategy call. And why we call them that is because it's really 30 to 40 minutes for myself and the, the person on the other end to really figure out what plan of action is right for them? Is it right for them to join lab at this moment? Maybe, maybe not. Is it right for them to read the small firm roadmap and dig in a little bit on their own and come back to us again later or have smashing success? Or is it maybe not a good fit for them and they need some other support that isn't lab? And so we really dive in, we figure that out. I always try to give people takeaways and things that they can put into action after the call. And I just really, really love meeting lawyers 
from all over the world because that has been a really exciting update for us is that we have labsters that are in other countries that are participating and sharing what's working for them, including our amazing TikTok lawyers who have an incredible following and share their social media expertise. Yeah, I love that. So if anyone is interested in learning more, do head to the site. We'd love to connect with you, even if it's not the right fit for you for right now. I'm sure you will find so much value in connecting with Kelly in that way. And and we're happy to do it because we love connecting with you. And honestly, we just love sharing and, and meeting you all and learning about what you're doing with your firm. So Kelly, thanks for joining me today. This has been fun talking about mindset, thinking about it in a new way. So yeah, I always love hanging out with you. Yes. Go forth and grow your mindset, people. The Lawyerist Podcast is produced by Bailey Tiller. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discussed here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com slash community slash lab to schedule a 15-minute call with our community manager. The views expressed by the participants are their own and not endorsed by the Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you. Mm-hmm.